Yeah, it's like, well, thank God it's cold. <laughs> you know, yeah, it'd be real right. shit, you know? Like, but like, yeah. yeah, the, I don't know. Yeah, that's. Sorry, I, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. I don't remember what I was going to say, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will that's say that there was one scene that I thought really showed that all of the ingredients for the film and the storytelling in specifically of Napoleon, not just of a good film, yeah. but they were all there. And that was Napoleon's return from Elba and the first encounter between the Imperial Guard and the, the, the troops of the restored monarchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when, it, when Napoleon encounters them and he presents himself and they decide not to shoot him and they all say, Viva Limp, Viva Limp or whatever, like that's what happened. And it shows a little bit of the character, the actual, I mean, whatever. Right. Some version of the actual character, however romanticized, it shows a what it shows is a version of a story that's worth telling. Right. And it's, that's right. It's very yeah. brief. It's only on on screen for like what a minute, mm-hmm. but that scene and the uh, whatever the the lead up to it and, the, and right afterward shows how great this film should have and could have been. Because right. really, whichever version of Napoleon you want to tell the story of, there is a legend that is worth uh, you know building. Whether it's because he's a tyrant or because he's a hero or whatever, this this film just doesn't. It's like the legend of Napoleon that this film's trying to erect is one that was already erected by like by the by the Napoleon character in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's just <laughs> like there's a dude who is French and he is out of his element, and that's the story. But for like mm-hmm. fucking two and a half hours. Yeah, I did like the the guy that they got to play Louis the Eighteenth, which I, I yeah. believe I believe is the same guy from the conspiracy movie about the Vance conference that was Klopfer, the uh, the corpulent man who is just like crass and stupid. Uh, mm. They got him to play Louis the 18th. And uh, I was like, yeah, this, this good good casting choice there. Right. That was those. Yeah, one. because <laughs> that guy showed what the restoration meant to a person who might have instead preferred either the consulate or the empire or the Republic, no matter what you prefer. The monarchy and the, the the restoration of the Bourbon dynasty mm-hmm. is personified very well in that guy, in that character. Right. Yeah, and they, honestly, they should have shown more of that. Yeah, they're like, Napoleon just, is back and he just keeps eating, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and was, I think it was, very, it was very similar to like, um, you know, when George Bush is reading My pet, my Favorite Goat or whatever the fuck that novel, that, yeah. that children's book is. And 9-11 happens. And he's like, okay. And then he keeps reading the book. Right. He's like, uh, just this like is we this planned. is what it meant to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually, Jason, I think you're actually this is I think for all of our gripes about this film, valid as they may be, I think Jason, that you're actually getting at what I think is the more cohesive criticism of the film, which is that the story that they're telling is incongruous to the character telling it. Does that make sense? So yeah. let's let's just say let's imagine that Napoleon lands on Elba and then he's his troops see him. Uh, he says, you know, soldiers of the fifth or whatever, there's one amongst you who would fire on your emperor or something to this effect. Here I am, right? We have to imagine that this man not only had balls or, or you know, or, or courage, you know, but was was at least at least charismatic enough yeah. to convince people not to shoot him when he was right there. And they could have solved all of these problems very quickly and very simply, you know, here I am, shoot me. But the problem was the, the Bonaparte Napoleon character never at any point, even really at that moment in the film, displayed any kind of chutzpah 
yeah. you know, to where you might actually because- believe that people wouldn't shoot him because they loved him, because they he inspired them to do the things that they had done, or or, or even just because he occupied this space in their imagination, because he didn't occupy the space in our imagination as the audience, right? Right. Um, and that, I think, is why the film ultimately didn't work. I think you could have told a 25-year story in two and a half hours if, again, you had allowed the person playing Bonaparte to display some panache, you know, so, right. um, throughout part the of, whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Part of the problem, I think, is casting. I think... Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is a good actor, but he plays like timid, mentally disturbed people very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, like he, he like when yeah. he played Commodus, or right, yeah. actually as the Joker. You know, yeah, I don't know if you yeah. saw the Joker movie, but yeah, yeah. the guy that he plays there, um, he sold it perfectly. It, it was good. It yeah. was great. You know, he did a good job, and pretty much most roles that I've seen him in, he does an excellent job. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's a failure of directing here. Like he wasn't given good lines. He probably was not oh, encouraged. The script was so bad. Yeah. Terrible yeah. script. Yeah. He was, wasn't given good lines. He wasn't probably, probably wasn't given good direction. And also like maybe he was outside acting outside of the box, but mm-hmm. he was cast that way on purpose. I think. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. he's supposed to be like a non charismatic sort of bumbling, you know, uh, just man child that's having temper tantrums instead of like, leading the french empire right right and uh that's so that's ridley scott's fault i agree i agree it's amazing how much could be done with just a tweak of the way that the character is presented like there's a part there's a version of the story that i would prefer that most people would not because it would be very detail heavy so rather than going through an explanation of like the legislative and the electoral system under the directory under the consulate and even under the empire to just not mention it that's fine. If the emperor is so charismatic that it gives some indication that you can at least presume and you can at least deduce uh, even uh, subconsciously that mm-hmm. there is still some kind of a, well, let's say populist undertone. Mm-hmm. You, so you don't have to actually say that the spirit of the revolution is not entirely gone. And that's mm-hmm. the reason why so many former Jacobins just mm-hmm. go over to becoming Bonapartists. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say any of that, but you have to indicate it in some way. And that's right. the to me the the real crime is not that it's a bad movie. I mean, it's well, the real crime is that it's not just a poorly acted, uh, or that it's historically inaccurate, or that some scenes were rushed, or actually all scenes were rushed, or or mm-hmm. any one detail. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that the overall story that Ridley Scott's trying to tell is just it's not even clear what the story is because I would have accepted um, a Napoleon film from the perspective of like Tsar Alexander the First. Mm. Or a Napoleon film from the perspective of Talleyrand, or, or or from the perspective yeah. of a person who would who of would Josephine. have been, yeah. yeah, somebody who would have been an opponent or a competitor or related to Napoleon in some way, which is less than fawning. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what perspective they were trying to impart. I just it was just just on the screen and it was like not at all clear ever. Right. So when I say the dynamic between Josephine and Napoleon is incoherent, what I really should say is that. The dynamic between Napoleon and, and anybody, including his own thoughts, is also incoherent. It's just right. not clear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do have some nice things to say. <laughs> like, if yeah, wanna... that's probably a good idea. So Yeah, so, maybe okay. just say, okay. The Return from Elba was a cool, was was good, uh-huh. kind of. You know, it was, yeah, I, I, think like, the I liked one. it. I think yeah. that, yeah. What I was else? Thinking maybe they were going to finish with a bang and have a good Waterloo scene too, but, you know, yeah. not much <laughs> no, to ask. Yeah. yeah. 